My sisters, brace yourselves. Buckle up, hold tight, firmly grasp, and watch your feet. I never come with ill intent, but lately stepping on toes has become a comfortably uncomfortable part of me. These lines I'm about to drop gonna be a hard pill to swallow, but I've never been one to really follow rules unless they make sense. And this idea that we aren't allowed to address issues about our mothers just don't make sense, like they are somehow deity, divine, and directly heaven sent. Well, maybe they are. But darling, even when I have issues with God, he my friend, so I tell him. Open, honest conversation with the one creator of all things. And I, as one of his beings, have the audacity to speak to him freely from my heart because he has an open door policy. But the door to communication and understanding between black mothers and daughters is all too often closed. Or rather, there is no door, period. When the ones deemed as heaven sent somehow, some way, along life's way, so many of them seem to fall from grace, and these rhymes are dedicated to those of us who suffered as a result. This one's written for the little girls who didn't quite turn out to be mama's pearl, seeking some form of approval that we never would get. 42 full trips around the sun, and I'm still not enough for her, not just yet, and my bet is that I probably won't ever be. This rhyme, these tear-stained lines are for the girls that got mommy issues weighing heavy on the heart and on the mind. My hope is that this leads you on the path to lay that burden down. See, his yoke is said to be easy and his burden light, but we come into the world already yoked up with mama's trauma history and plight, launched immediately into the fight against the entire weight of the world that she carried on her shoulders. The issues and drama was apparently too much to shoulder, so sis just passed it down. <laughs> Handed it to me, flat out, clear, and free, gave me the title and the deed to try to deal with everything in my life that she wouldn't or couldn't in hers. To be some mini-me, upgraded version of her like I was sent here to redeem her time. And when I showed up being me and not she, panic ensued. And my story is unfortunately not unique. As I watched queendom after queendom come undone, unhinged, and unglued, mama was too busy avoiding her own pain, resulting in compounding and compacting issues like hand-me-down shoes that really should have been tossed out instead of sent to the next generation. I've prayed and cried, and after much deliberation, it is unanimously decided, mama, we cannot bear the burden of your issues. So today... For the daughters who have suffered the pain of a mother who never dealt with her own stuff. Today for the ones who had no choice but to be tough because rough ain't even the word for the garment we had to wear. Today, mother, you are loved. But for healing's sake, I'm returning to you your issues. Deal with them. <laughs> I think you all know where we're about to go today. I um, ooh, 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 I'm ready. Welcome to MJ and the Word podcast. <laughs> I am MJ. And I am the Word. BJ Word to be more Pacific. <laughs> I'm more Pacific. Well, can we get Pacific with that uh, okay. piece you just did? Because it's so much to unpack there. I'm like, where do we even begin? Right. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about the inspiration behind it? Like, what were you feeling and, and like, what were you thinking as you, yeah. were, or as you were writing that? And it, I I think not knowing where to begin is exactly where to begin. I didn't know where to start Mm -hmm. with this. You know, like there was so much I wanted to say. And then at the same time, it's like, what do I want to say? This this is my time, my moment to start to address some of the things that I've carried inside. And I haven't had that space really. So it was like all of these different thoughts. And how do you put that into a rhyme? How do you condense it? How do you say the unsaid or Mm -hmm. the thing that 
how do you speak to the thing that everybody says don't speak about, you know? So, I mean, just being uh, vague, vaguely putting it, it comes from my own extremely fragile, delicate, complicated uh, relationship with, with my mom over the years. Yeah. And, and it's now at a point where it's like, all right, just hanging on by thread. Yeah. And you know what? One of the things you said in there too, and I just, I appreciate your your vulnerability and your honesty. But one of the things you said is that oftentimes this is a taboo topic almost. Mm -hmm. It's like, we don't talk about Mm -hmm. toxic relationships or complicated relationships with mothers because Mm -hmm. we do put mothers on this pedestal Mm -hmm. oftentimes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, (laughs) you know, I can definitely relate to you just because of what I've experienced with my mother. Um, and for those of you who don't know, I was raised by my father. Mm -hmm. Um, so me and my dad, we were like the two musketeers. We Mm. grew up and you know, everything I learned, I had to learn from him or Mm -hmm. either some of my aunts and a few other women who helped be mother figures. But Mm -hmm. I totally, as you were, you know, as you were speaking, I was like, this is so needed because it's more folks than we think that yes. that do have these kind of like really mm-hmm. tense or mm-hmm. awkward relationships with their mm-hmm. mothers. And we don't always talk about it because it's most folks love their mothers, right? right. They, they, right. they are like, and even, it's like, how dare you? How dare you? you? Know, how yeah. dare you? Especially black mothers, right? Yes. Because it's like, oh, I sacrificed my life. I, I put my life on the line to get you here. I've, I've sacrificed every single thing that I had. That That is the narrative, right? And so how dare you um, bring any allegations? How dare you have any complaints? How dare you say anything that it can be considered negative about a black mother? And so that may lead people to ask why. Why do we even want to do this? Why do we want to address this? And that is the reason. It's because so many women, like I said in the poem, my story is not unique. Mm -hmm. I have talked to way too many women who, um, black women in particular, who have these odd relationships um, with their moms. And so many of them, because I get to talk to more women in a day than the average person probably Mm -hmm. because of my profession. But so many of them will say that if if she wasn't my mom, I wouldn't deal with her at all Mm. because of her personality because of the uh, refusal to deal with her own stuff. And for this reason or that, um, I just wouldn't deal with her if she wasn't my, my mom. And so I want people to understand that two things can exist, at, you know, and we, we act like stuff is so black and white, but but it's not. So I can love you and be grateful for the things that you have done because my mom has, has financially done a lot for me, right, and over the years and, and from my childhood. I didn't have to go without things. Um and I can say that and be grateful and also say, but you damaged me right here. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. hurt me right here. You mm-hmm. caused me pain right here. You're still causing me pain right now to this day, right here in this area. So it's not just like a mutually exclusive thing. I can say this over here and that over there. And I think it was so important for us to do this episode and release it now because people are going to be like, why y'all really say about Mother's Day? Y'all could have said something good about mother. It's a million people saying good things about mothers, okay? Some people are being honest and some of y'all is lying on them Facebook posts. <laughs> I see y'all. I know you're lying. Um, but I wanted us and we wanted to do something for the women who have a different story. Right. For those whose mothers are alive, but Mother's Day is not a great day. Yes. It's not a happy day. And you know what? <laughs> I appreciate you for addressing that, too, because I know we are going to have some people like, 
Now, y'all talking about mommy dears, but y'all not coming at it, coming at it at the angle that I thought you were right. talking. You, y'all like going in. Yeah. Um, but, th- but this really is about healing, right? Mm-hmm. And it is mm-hmm. about having these conversations and tough conversations of how can we move past some of the hurt and the pain. Mm-hmm. And I want to I wanna go to something you said really quickly because mm-hmm. I was like, whew, we got to dissect that. You talked about how your mother um, – you know, basically wanted you to be a mini me. <laughs> yes. And I, I want to lean into that a little bit. Yeah. Like, because a lot of times we could be so different from our mothers mm-hmm. and they, they want us to turn out a certain way. And if we're not like that, they don't know how to relate to mm-hmm. us always. Mm-hmm. I definitely think I experienced that with my mother as well, because mm-hmm. I'm more like in the academic space mm-hmm. and I'm very, I've always been like, you know, I enjoy reading and that mm-hmm. type of stuff. And she's more into like, live entertainment and she likes going out and mm-hmm. you know we just have different interests right um and so can you talk about that a little bit and like because <laughs> I'm like I felt that right there I can talk about that a lot so just a little backstory my mother you know how how married folks are always telling single people don't go around with these ideas in your head of how uh, your spouse is gonna be mm-hmm. and then you meet that person and they're not exactly what you're fantasizing too much in other words right and they tell you not to do that don't fantasize about marriage my mother fantasized about me a lot and she's told me these stories before I was born so she already had these ideas in her head of what type of person I was going to be she had these ideas before she even met my father so she would always tell me her and her friend um I can remember the lady's name that they would talk about their little girls and what type of little girls they were going to have and what type of clothes they were going to dress them in. And almost like, you know, how you think about you getting a new doll. And that's how she saw me. And so uh, my mother is very much <clears throat> petticoats, white gloves and stockings and, you know, be prim, be proper, be, you know, this this lady of elegance and royalty. And I am straight up a hoodie and chuck tees. Mm-hmm. I can put on stilettos if I want to. Um, probably ain't gonna have no white gloves on with it because it's just not who I am. And so I came here the exact opposite of what she saw in her mind. And so the problems that we started to have in our relationship started very, very early on when I started to develop my own personality and come out of that white petticoat junction Mm -hmm. um, mindset. Um, And then my mom is also very uh, follow the rules. Even if she doesn't agree, even if she doesn't think that that you should, she she just has a, an idea in her mind of the way things should be done. And you know me. That's just <laughs> not who I am. Yeah. I'm going to speak my mind. If something is wrong, I'm going to call it out. If I want something, I'm going to go after it, right? And I think there's a part of her that admires that, but a part of it is also jealous and resentful of that mm. because she's so trapped in the way things should be. She never explored freedom of life. There's so many things that she's never done on her own. She's never sat at a restaurant by herself, ever, in her life. That's my mantra. Psh, go by yourself, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I think it's it's partially, wow, look at you out here doing things like that. And then there's partially, how dare you be out here doing things like that? Mm. Oh, I felt that. <laughs> I totally relate. Yes, yes. Let me ask you a follow-up question mm-hmm. because I know a lot of times mothers' relationships with their sons. Oh, God. <laughs> you know where I'm about to go, right? Mm-hmm. 
I, and I see it day in and day out. I see it with family members. I see it with friends. I see it with coworkers, you name it. The relationship dynamic is so different. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, my sweet, precious mm-hmm. boy, mm-hmm. you know, and usually it might be a mama's boy mm-hmm. dynamic there a mm-hmm. little bit. But then you see the daughter-mother relationship, and it's not anywhere near. <laughs> and it's like, why do you think that's so? Like, why do you think there's this mothers have a harder mm-hmm. time connecting with their daughters the same way they do with their sons sometimes? And I know this isn't the case for all mothers, mm-hmm. but we mm-hmm. see it quite often. All the time. Yeah, I think the sons get loved, we get judged. Mm. I think that's the difference. And I think that if you are looking at me, expecting me, like I said in the piece, to redeem the time for you. Yeah. So this is, you're supposed to come along in all of my crap. I'm putting it on you. I expect you to take it. So a lot of times a mother will share her pain with her daughter in one way, one form or the other. Either they bond over it, and you see moms and daughters that are, are friends, and she's brought her daughter into her pain, and they, they build a relationship, or the daughter gets punished in some way for the pain. Or they expect the the daughter to almost become the mom mm-hmm. and go fight for the mom on on behalf of her pain. But she shares her her love and her victories and her successes with the son, so they get to see a completely different side. And I don't know that that plan is there. I mean, I, I just can only speak for my own, my own life. I know she didn't have those same fantasies about my brothers as she did with me, especially that oldest one. And he can do no wrong, even though everything he does, almost ninety nine percent of it is wrong. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm not, I'm not even joking. <laughs> he, he is something else, <laughs> and it's like no matter how terrible he treats her, they have this weird codependent relationship where she's always seeking out his love, always. That's just the way that it is. And she didn't have this big plan in her head for him before he came along, right, my older brother. But for me, I'm, I'm not going um, with the plan. So I think a lot of times with moms and sons, it's like whatever they bring, it's okay. So whatever the baby boy mm-hmm. brings is fine because I didn't really have a lot of plans and expectations for you. But this girl over here, <laughs> I expect her to do A, B, C, D, E, F, and G. And you see that dynamic so much where even on social media you see it where sons have this completely different story about their mothers and um, I think a, a lot of times, I'm just going to be honest, uh, some mothers turn their son into a, a, something like a boyfriend, mm-hmm, okay? Mm-hmm. It's just a different dynamic. Like, he's there to love her in place of a man that never did. Mm-hmm. And so she just accepts and tolerates whatever, and they, they have a different type of friendship where we don't even get that chance. Yeah, no, that's, ooh, you touched on so many good things there. And I'll tell you, so my my dynamic is a little different, mm-hmm. right? So my mother wasn't really there like that. It was me and my dad. Mm -hmm. And whenever I did see her, it was like we were homies. You know, Mm -hmm. we were homegirls. And now that I know what I know, you know, looking back, I didn't realize how much of a void there was until Mm -hmm. later. I'm like, you know, I didn't need a home, a homegirl. I needed a mother. Right. Mm -hmm. And I didn't Mm -hmm. need another friend. Um, And I think. Yeah, I think the best thing that could have happened was me being raised by my dad. Don't get me wow. wrong. Like, I think I think that needed to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just like it's still nothing that will ever really fill that void that mm-hmm. that I didn't really have a mother who was present. Yeah. Um, and so it's just it's just for me like when I hear other people talk about their mothers, 
it brings up a different range of emotions for me. Like sometimes I'm like, oh, you know, I'm happy for you. And other times I'm like, oh, well, I can't relate, sis. Right. <laughs> it must be nice. <laughs> um, so it's something that I've had to deal with over the years. I, I, I used to be really resentful. Like I was very mm-hmm. frustrated. Like for years I was mm-hmm. like, you know, how how come you weren't there for me? Mm-hmm. And now that I know what I know, I'm like, well, it's probably the best thing that could have happened for me now that I know. Because the worst thing that could have happened is, you know, she would be in my life, but then it would be just turmoil. It, it, turmoil. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like she's there, but she's not really there or causing more psychological harm than, you know, I need. So yeah. maybe the best thing that could have happened for me was that she wasn't present. Yeah. Um, but I know quite a few women who have mothers that weren't there. And that doesn't get talked about that much. No, I don't know why. It doesn't. It doesn't. And for anybody listening, we are going to have a part two to this um, episode. But mm. but that does not get talked about at all, it especially doesn't. in the black community. You mm. don't hear it come up. Let's not sit up here and pretend that <laughs> everybody's mama is just there. Right. No, because people, my people's mothers leave. Mm-hmm. Like, come on. I know quite a few families where the father has taken on the the brunt of the responsibility of raising the children and sometimes it's multiple children Mm -hmm. and she's gone for whatever reason you know or even when they're co-parenting there are situations where the father is doing way more and it's like nobody says that Mm -hmm. nobody (laughs) is even are you even allowed to say that because people will drag you in the comment section if you talk about absentee mothers in the black community oh no way but the but it happens all the time. It happens all. And we the see time. it like and if if it's not the father, sometimes you have like the grandparents, grandparents the grandma yep. or the grandfather mm-hmm. or whoever. The grandparents take mm-hmm. over and help raise the kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I mean, I'm like, why won't we talk about it? Mm-hmm. Like, why won't we talk about like you know how this af- affected you? Mm-hmm. Like we we put mothers on this pedestal. Um, and sometimes, you know, I feel like we give fathers a hard time. That's a different yes, episode. Do. Yeah. But it's like we're not giving fathers enough credit because mm-hmm. a lot of times they are there and mm-hmm. there's this narrative that they're not. Right. Uh, especially in the black community. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm like, you've got fathers who step up to the plate all the time. All the time. All the time. All so the we time. need to be more mm-hmm. fair in how we assess this. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and, and even when you have, like I said, my mother was always in the house you know we went to church we we we, from the outside looking in we had the ideal family Mm -hmm. right (laughs) but even with her being there I I would say for a lot of the time she was um physically present and emotionally absent in a lot of ways Mm. and so you know a lot of time when I look at the time spent I spent way more time with my father than I did with my mother mm-hmm. when it when I t- think about the things that I learned and the things that I love now and the things that I do now a lot of that is because of what my dad taught me and a lot of that is you know him taking me here and taking me there and you know going places together because my mom worked a lot yeah. you know by choice by choice this was not a situation where it was like she just had to and so I think the way she knew how to be there was money. So mm. she made sure we had all this stuff, <laughs> but she didn't go a lot of places. She didn't do a lot of things. Mm. And so, you know, speaking to something you mentioned about that different dynamic between uh, mothers and daughters versus mothers and sons, I also think on the flip side of that, the expectation is different from the daughter too. I think the sons, they forgive their mom just, I don't even know if they expect a whole lot from the mother, right? Mm. 
in the first place. And they'll just forgive them for anything. I think um, as far as daughters are concerned, sometimes we're like, are you serious? Yeah. Like, it's harder to forgive. Like, dude, what what is wrong with you? The expectation is completely different. And I think that just adds even more tension to the dynamic. And it's frustrating, yeah. like yeah. you said. I agree. And you know what? One of the things that happens too, quite often what happened with me is my grandmother step in. Mm. So, and we see this happen quite a bit too, where the grandmothers, mm-hmm. well, they'll, they'll be like, okay, bring, bring that baby over here. Look, mm-hmm. <laughs> bring her over here. <laughs> and I think, you know, it's we can't talk about absentee mothers or mothers that aren't present without talking about like some of the other women who step in right. when they see that happens. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I don't know why I felt the need to bring that up, but I just thought about like what she had to do mm-hmm. and how, how many, how many grandmothers had to step in. Like, well, yep. I, I mean, it's just all over the place, all over the place. Yeah. And it happens so often, so often, so often. And I'm telling y'all, MJ talks to a lot of people in her uh, industry and has deeper conversations with people. So she knows what she's talking about. I am a licensed psychotherapist. So you can just imagine how many people I talk to on a daily basis. I'm not making this up like mm-hmm. this really, this really does happen. And I think it is important um, for women who have experienced this and have a different narrative than the one that we see to understand that you're not weird you're not crazy it's not you you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. and and for years um for many many years um mother's day was so hard for me especially as an adult it's been really really hard because the older my mom gets the more um absent she seems to be emotionally Mm -hmm. and mentally she just is going into some other space that i don't understand and so I will always be comparing our relationship dynamic to what I would see mm. on social media. Yes. Lo and behold, like I said, some of them is lying. Because <laughs> I know some of y'all don't like your mamas. <laughs> and then you sit up here on, on Mother's Day and you got this long, drawn out, she my ride or die best friend. It's like this, not what you said. But okay, okay, yeah, everybody got to do what they feel like they need to do to get by, right? But I would say for women who are experiencing something different, you know, don't compare yourself to that. I did that for years. Like, I was like, man, we'll never go get our nails done together. Yeah. You know, and I wanted that. Mm-hmm. We've, we've never done it. I, we'll go out to lunch together. And, and I would see women traveling with their moms. I still see that. And yeah. I, it's a hard thing for me because accepting that some of that stuff is not going to happen. And then at the same time, trying to find a common place. You know, what do we have? What is there? What is left? And... It's just it's just a constant struggle, you mm-hmm. know, and uh, to that end, you know, shout out to people whose moms have, have gone on to be with the Lord. We definitely, our hearts go out to you, um, but I'm bringing it up because sometimes people can be so critical, like, mm-hmm. well, yeah, my man going to be here one day and you need to just right. appreciate her and I right. wish I had five minutes with my mama, even if we were arguing. Okay, I get it, sis. You're hurting and I and I pray for you in that grief. That doesn't make our pain any any less. Right. Okay. Right. The fact that we know they're gonna be gone one day, we understand that. That does not make what I'm going through right now any easier to deal with. And it's something that still needs to be addressed and acknowledged. You know what I'm yes. saying? Yes. So I'm, I'm really glad you said that because I because I know there's probably gonna be some folks like, hey, you all are really harsh, you know. Um, but it but it is a reality mm-hmm. for us, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And that's real. And um, I, I, I had another point I was going to bring up after you said that um, 
and hopefully it'll come back to me. But no, everything you said is it's completely honest. Oh, here's the thing I was going to say. I think another thing, too, people are probably listening to this like, well, are you all going to try to repair the relationships? <laughs> and I just want to put this out here, too. And I know we might ruffle some feathers with this one. But sometimes, you know, you reach a point where you have to really accept like, OK, yes. this is who this person uh-huh. is. You know, we'll probably never have this tight bond. Mm-hmm. I have reached that conclusion mm-hmm. with my mother. Right. Mm-hmm. I do. You know, I had to accept I had to accept that because mm-hmm. if I didn't accept it, I would still be resentful. I would still be in this place of where I'm just angry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I had to reach the conclusion like, you know what? I, I, I'm going to forgive you for anything that you did or didn't do. Mm-hmm. I'm going to forgive you for the fact that you weren't there. Mm-hmm. I'm going to forgive you for all the times where, you know, I asked you to show up for me and be present and you, you just couldn't. Mm-hmm. You just couldn't do it. It yeah. wasn't in you. Yeah. And so, you know, knowing that, I don't have any expectations now. I'm not going into a situation like optimistic and hopeful that something will change. Right. (laughs) Right? I'm like, this is what it is. It is. And I'm okay with that. Like if if we don't communicate, if we don't hang out, that is okay. And Mm -hmm. it's okay to reach that place too. I just want to put that out there because Mm -hmm. there are going to be some people like, well, you know, you all, are you going to try to fix it? And Mm -hmm. sometimes there are situations where you don't try to fix it. You just right. accept and you move on. It's you got to let it now. go. It's above <laughs> you now, right? I you mean, got to. And, 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 and because I think it's so beautiful for us to be able to share this from two, two different sides of the coin mm-hmm. with your mom not being there at all and mine being there and it being hard, you know, <laughs> right. still. But I think um, it's so important um, what you said, acceptance. Mm-hmm. Part of it is just accepting it. And MJ and I have a different dynamic because I see my mama every day. Yeah. So I'm taking her to the doctor. If if wounds need to be treated somewhere on the body, I'm the one doing it. I'm the one setting the appointments. I'm the one, you know, that's constantly, I need this. BJ, help me with this. Help me, da-da-da-da-da. And so it's a different level. Girl, I have to just go back and start over so many times because – I still get frustrated. Mm-hmm. I still get frustrated, and I have to. I ask God so much, and I know He is helping me because I've gotten better. But I get would get so angry, you know, and I don't get as angry now as I did years ago because I am accepting that who I'm seeing is just who it is, mm-hmm. and it's it, she's not going to change. And one of the things that helped me, or is helping me through this process, is is learning how not to take it personal yes because we getting a little deep in here Uh but (laughs) for so long i took it personal Mm -hmm. like you're doing this and you could just do something different like you know you're refusing to help yourself and that's selfish that's the way i took it and i took it as as a a personal attack on me and now i'm trying not to see it that way it's hard sometimes still, but I'm looking at it through, this is her trauma. This is all of those years of her unhealed mess that is on the inside of her, stuff that she will not acknowledge, she will not deal with. And a lot of times that's what speaks out of her mouth. Her trauma is speaking. Her fear is speaking. Her you know, her inability to change speaks out of her mouth towards me a lot of times because I'm, I'm right there trying mm-hmm. to help. And so... But I still have to say, you know what? This is like listening to somebody when they high. Mm. I can't take what you say at face value. You high, <laughs> you know? And it's the same thing when somebody's speaking out of fear. 
what you're saying doesn't even, that's not even you talking. That is fear that has literally gripped your mind. That is your history of trauma that has literally gripped you and you have not dealt with it. You haven't healed from it. And so that's what's talking to me right now. And it doesn't make it sting any less, but I think that that has helped me to not, you know, snap back because for a long time, it was like a rumble in the Bronx. And my mom almost would feel more absolved, I think, when I did, when I do snap back. I think Mm. she felt uh, better, you know, about things. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. Like she felt justified in some way um, when I would snap back. Like Mm -hmm. like she she is in so much pain internally. She is in so much misery that I think, oh, now you done stepped into my misery with me. And now I have a buddy uh, in here. Now yeah. we're both miserable. Mm-hmm. And somewhere on the inside of her, I would just watch it and see how she would react after some of these blow-ups and stuff would happen. And girl would just be like, <laughs> like, okay, I'm good now. And I'm walking around for days Upset. still pissed off. Yeah, You know what I mean? And so I had to just really change that. And I've gotten a lot, a whole lot better with just being able to walk away when stuff is going left. And it go yeah. left a lot. You know what? That's that's so interesting. You should bring that up. And you know what? I love the the fact that you talked about you can't internalize and personalize. Mm-hmm. And it's because sometimes they want you to. <laughs> like they mm-hmm. want you to feel that same pain, mm-hmm. that same hurt that they may be experiencing. Mm-hmm. But for the sake of ourselves, and you know, I'm I'm talking to the listeners. I'm talking to BJ, the folks who are, you know, who have a similar situation. We have to think about our own well being mm-hmm. throughout this whole process. Mm-hmm. And if it means, you know what, I'm going to walk away from this conversation, mm-hmm. I'm not going to argue. Or if it means, you know what, mm-hmm. I'm just not going to be bothered. Like, mm-hmm. I can't mm-hmm. I can't deal with it. Um, then, then you do what you got to do. Mm-hmm. Don't make anyone feel, make you feel bad either if you do decide that, you know what, I just can't handle this. Yeah. And I'm not going to entertain shenanigans. Mm-hmm. Because there are going to be folks out there who are like, well, you should try to work it out. Or you should do this. You this, She the only mother you got. Whatever. But you, <laughs> like, we know that. <laughs> we know. Yeah, and so I'm much. her daughter. So, I mean, it goes both ways. So, if you need. Exactly. That's right. <laughs> so, so if you need to walk away, like BJ mentioned, like, she mm-hmm. she's, she get to the point she don't even entertain it, mm-hmm. right? Because she knows right. that's what she. And, like, me, I'm just like, say, I just said, all right, best of luck, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but that's okay. Yeah. Sis. Like it's okay it to look out for you. There is nothing wrong with you prioritizing Absolutely. your sanity. Mm-hmm. If you know, it's going to get you to that point where mm-hmm. you are steaming mad, you angry, high blood pressure, stress, mm-hmm. you know, you don't need that. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, and I just want to say to people who think they're helping sometimes, listen, let me explain something to you. When a woman is finally, you know, in her thirties, um, and, and over into her forties, Baby, please know we've tried everything. <laughs> everything has been tried. So don't give people stupid suggestions because you think, you know, that's what you want to contribute to the conversation. All right? Because nine times out of ten, that woman has tried everything. Yeah. And I literally have tried everything. And and my mentor said something to me recently that, oh, my God, it just it freed me so much. And I was just talking to her about some of the things, you know, and she experiences some things, too. In, in her dynamic with her mom, and I said, I just don't even know what to pray anymore. Like, I feel like I can't pray about this anymore. <clears throat> you know what she said? This is a church woman, saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost. And this woman said, it may not be for you to keep praying about it. Mm. 
Baby, that thing freed me. Do you hear me? Yes. It freed me. Because church people ain't going to tell you that. Yeah, usually no. <laughs> they <laughs> usually are not. That is rare. And she looked me square in my face. And she said, may not be for you to keep praying about it. Yeah. May not be your burden to carry anymore. Oh. That's what she said. That's powerful, too. I can only imagine, like, the weight that was lifted off your shoulders after that. Yes. Like, you know what, Lord? She it, said, may not be she's your right. burden to carry anymore. She said, other people are praying for her. Other people are praying for you. Mm. You've prayed. You've asked God. He knows what you want. It may just be that you need to let it go. At let this it point. go. Oh, girl. That, it, that it, set me free. I, I can only imagine. And you know what? Yeah, I had a similar experience. Not quite like that, but because that one was really powerful. But, you know, just reaching that realization, like, you know what? It's other folks out here. Who can do some of the heavy lifting? Yes. Like, it doesn't have to just be me does not. trying to get through yes. to, you know, my mother or, mm-hmm. you know, there's other folks out there who, right. can, who can do some who of can it. Who can do some some yeah. of it, a lot of it, you know? Mm-hmm. And and there's so much history there. You know, I, I mentioned this to you before personally, but I've been looking at wedding dresses with my mom since I was four. Mm. I can remember <laughs> going through those magazines at four and five years old. I'm 42 and I'm still single. That's, that, that. I had to have a direct conversation with her about stop bringing it up to me every time you see me. Stop talking about marriage every time I get ready to leave the house. Because that's your internal stuff. And I brought that up to to say um, to women out there who may be listening to this, we have to stop carrying their issues. And I I ended that poem by saying, I'm giving this back to you. Mm -hmm. I get it. It's painful. My mom has been through some hell in her life, some serious traumas that she did not deal with. You cannot just sit up here and go through all of the things that she's been through, even from very early on in her life, growing up in a house with an abusive father and, you know, being in poverty and not having all the things that she needed and, and uh, a father who was essentially an alcoholic. Um, and then, you know, my grandmother passing, I started to see a decline then. And then, um, her brother, my uncle, um, mm-hmm. passed away. She walked in and found him there. Mm-hmm. She found his dead body. You can't just go through stuff like that and then just be like, well, I'm just going to keep going, you know, mm-hmm. without actually dealing with those issues. You know what I'm saying? And so there's so much internal trauma. And I think for a lot of us, our mothers have been through a lot of different type of traumatic situations. And I just believe the best thing you can do for your daughter is to take care of yourself. Yeah. And so even for women that may be listening to this to have younger daughters, take care of your stuff, man. You know, take the time. It's not about always making sure she get the charity practice and making sure she got this mm-hmm. and making sure she got that and making sure she goes on every field trip. It's, it's not just that. You also need to, for your daughter's sake, if you're not going to do it for yourself, you need to stop and find the time to deal with the hurt and the pain and the trauma that you have carried so that you don't pass that down. Oof. That's not the legacy I want. Yeah, I don't. Don't leave that to me in the will. How about that? <laughs> don't don't say that up for me. Yes. <laughs> I'd rather have savings bonds. Okay. <laughs> don't save up all your unresolved issues and then pass it on to me. Mm-hmm. And and I want everybody to hear that for daughters who um, are trying to um, heal their mothers in a way. Yeah. You can't do that, sis. No. It's not up to you. It's you can't heal her. It's up to her to heal herself, just like your daughter can't heal you. Yeah. So you you get it's everybody's own responsibility. And so me getting to a place where I realize my mother is not happy and she won't admit that. 
Mm-hmm. She won't acknowledge her hurt. She won't acknowledge her pain. She's just going to sit in here and, you know, clap to Jesus every now and again. And that's it. So there's nothing I can do. Mm-hmm. I'm, my hands are tied. Yeah. And so, also, but also, I don't have to step into that hurt with you. And mm-hmm. I, I won't anymore. Yeah. Uh, I love it. I mean, I think that you got to do it that way. And one thing that, and I'll talk about this when we do the second episode, mm-hmm. I'm going to talk about the family dynamic too yes. of how um, sometimes families are like, well, you know, that's just how she is. Mm-hmm. Or, oh, yes. you know, they'll try to, you know, kind of justify some behavior. And mm-hmm. sometimes they make it worse they too. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, I want to dive into that. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just yeah. giving y'all a heads up. Like, I'm going to go there. Right. Um, because there were times where I'm like, y'all hung me to dry. Y'all saw this happening. Mm-hmm. And y'all have defended her to no end. And left you. Yeah. yeah. And, and so I think that's important too mm-hmm. that we, we also address that. And for the women who have had to deal with that, like mm-hmm. they know that they dealt with a situation that was really bad mm-hmm. when it comes to the mother daughter dynamic. Right. And they didn't always have their family back in the mind. Right. Right. Um, or the church or, or anybody. The church or it's anybody. Like, it was just silence. <laughs> I think that's. Part of what makes it so hard is is not having anybody really to talk to right. about it. You know what I mean? My father um, takes a very standoffish approach mm-hmm. when he sees certain things happening, when he has seen certain things happening over the years, and that used to make me mad too. Like, yeah. I know you see this. Why don't you say something? Right. But I had to get to the point where, you know, he's dealing with it the way that he can deal with it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, um, girl, it was just, it's just been so much that – that you have to heal from and you have to let go. You know what I mean? Because you can walk around in anger. Because I was angry. Like, Mm -hmm. why are you this at church? And when I get home, it's something else. You know, Or and even now, (laughs) why? where is all that stuff you were teaching me from church? Where Mm -hmm. where is all of that? All of that love, all of that compassion, all of where is it? Because you're not living in that now. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. All I see is a wounded person now that yeah. that refuses to heal. What is up? You know, but um, it goes back to again not carrying it. Mm-hmm. You know, and reminding myself when I am carrying it, so I could put it down. Yes, I love that. And you know what, DJ? I would say, if I could tell our listeners one thing, and and, and this is specifically for the women who have had to go through life, not always. You know, not always feeling understood mm-hmm. when it comes to this or feeling like that they have this mother dynamic that's not like other folks. Mm-hmm. You know, women mm-hmm. who can kind of relate to our situations is that it, it has nothing to do, do with you. Yep. Anything that you experienced is not a reflection of who you are. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of it, like DJ mentioned, it has to do with the fact that, you know, maybe your mother is dealing with some unresolved issues. Mm-hmm. Um, it, 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 don't take it personal. Mm-hmm. It is it is not you. And I want you to know that. And I have to say that for myself, too, because there was a time where I was like, is it me? Am I not doing enough? Am right. I not reaching out enough? Mm-hmm. But know that anything that you went through or that you might still be going through, it is not a reflection of who you are as a mm-hmm. person. Mm-hmm. You are a good person. There is nothing wrong with you. I I just got to put that out there. Yes, absolutely. I think that is so important uh, to say because you will, I mean, when you feel rejected by your mom, 
you know, the main person that's supposed to accept you and you don't feel that approval, and it, can be, it will cause a self-esteem issue. There's a lot of people in therapy right now because of that. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it stems back to they don't even realize that's where it's coming from. So I absolutely think that's that's a great thing to say. And I would the one thing I would just leave with everybody is um, you cannot be enough for somebody who's not enough for themselves. Mm. So you, you're you going to that void. It's on the inside of her. And you won't match up. You won't meet up. You won't get the approval because she hasn't done that for herself. And so just keep in mind that when somebody puts you through certain types of pain and they damage you, they are in a much worse pain, mm. much worse. And so that's what I have to remember about my mom with all of the things that she said and kind of just really not being there for me now and uh, not being emotionally available. Regardless of how much pain she puts me through, it's stemming from inside of her. So she is in a much worse pain. And with that, I try to have grace mm-hmm. and try to have mercy um, in the situation and still find a way and a place to love her, even though I've accepted that we're not going to be friends. Wow. Yeah. And and you do just have to reach that acceptance stage. Mm-hmm. Like, that's important to reach yep. that, that point for your own healing. Yep. So I guess, like, you know, closing this out, it, it, because you work in this space, like you said, you talked about how you work with different uh, clients who are going through so many different mm-hmm. situations with their mothers. If you could provide one piece of advice for women who maybe haven't gone through counseling, but maybe need to, like, what, what would you encourage them to do in terms of how to seek maybe just s- someone to talk to or mm. like, yeah, what, what do oh. they need to do? Consider. <laughs> that is so difficult. I would, I would honestly say the answer is going to therapy though. Yeah. If you haven't, Please do, because um, anyone else that you talk to about this is they can't do anything but come from their opinion and their perspective. Right. A therapist can come from a non-biased place. Mm-hmm. So, uh, girl, you can take the time to get them lashes done. You can get the, the unit sewn in. You can get the <laughs> nails done. We go, you know, we yeah. doing things for ourselves out here and I'm here for it. But put that on your self-care list that you need to go ahead and go to therapy so that you can have an open space to talk about your issues with your mother without feeling guilty. Because there's a guilt that goes along with it. I'm about to say it right now. My mom is not a bad person. This is what we say. Mm -hmm. A a client will sit up and cry for an hour. But she's not a bad person. She keeps saying that throughout because there's still this, this idea that you have to protect them. I get it. Go do that in a therapist's office or virtually on, on, you know, that's my answer for it. Really? (laughs) You need somebody to talk to about it. That person needs to be a licensed counselor. Yeah. It doesn't have to be me, but you need to get somebody with a license to talk to about that. Yeah. And and like, I'm glad you said that because I can tell you therapy definitely helped change Mm -hmm. my perspective Mm -hmm. on a lot of things. Mm -hmm. And it helped me realize Mm -hmm. I was taking a lot of it personal and Mm -hmm. internalizing. Mm -hmm. I thought I was broken. I thought I was the one Mm -hmm. that, you know, had issues. And um, so, no, I I, I couldn't agree more. I think that is a great solution. And I really do hope um, folks who you know, are still dealing with some of the the hurt and the pain and the trauma of, you know, these kind of tough relationships. Mm -hmm. Like they do consider the counseling. Absolutely. Counseling path. Absolutely. And, you know, I'll close with this. Therapy is not going to change your mama, sis. Nope. It's not going to change the situation. It's not going to make her start doing different things. It's not. Therapy is going to change you. 
That's what it's for. It's going to change your mindset. It's going to change your heart. It's going to make things better for you so that you can put yourself in a situation to deal with things in a different way. It's not going to change the situation, okay? It, but it will change you if you let it. So, go. There we go. All right, y'all. Well, thank you for tuning in this week. This has been a really insightful episode. I think it has been a very, um, you know, it, it's, it, like I said, it, it, it can feel heavy, but mm-hmm. at the same time, I don't know about y'all, but I feel at the same time, like it's heavy, but I feel like better, better. Yeah. It's like, you have to talk through this, talk Absolutely. through it with Absolutely. someone. Yeah. Yeah. So. All right, y'all. Y'all have a good one and stay up. Stay up.